Hey, this is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And welcome to the Guy Life Culture Podcast. Yes, welcome back. It has been <laughs> some time, A minute. but we um, are excited to be back here at the God Life Culture Podcast. We yeah. thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Um, we want to thank you for subscribing to mm-hmm. our podcast on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast and are listening to us right now. We just want to say thank you for um, being tuned in and alert to what is happening over here. Yeah. And we're just, you know, we're back from summer break uh, for the most part. Uh, summer all year is very busy for us period yeah. uh, but summer tends to get very crazy as well uh, but we're just happy to be back and to share with you guys um, some of the things that's happening around the world things that we feel like are important uh, to discuss and to bring our opinions about and also just start that conversation about certain topics and certain things um, you know and it's just it's just all good things yeah i mean i know for me doing the podcast definitely helps me stay alert on things that are happening mm-hmm. and also uh kind of sometimes get my thoughts together on some of the big topics and situations and stuff that are happening around the world because yep. there's always something happening mm-hmm. so it's just a matter of um talking about it and you know sparking these conversations and um you know we're very big on us as Christians going out into the world yeah. and representing Christ really well in everything that we do, whether that's in your music, whether that's in your art and whatever you do in your job, community, we're just big on going out there and representing God. Yes. And um, we've spoken several times about many um, different platforms that sometimes uh, won't really welcome certain gospel artists or mm-hmm. Christian artists. And um, every time we see one of our people, you could yeah. say one of our, um, you know, Christian artists or gospel artists go on these platforms. It's always really important to support, tune in, to watch, share, and all those things. And just yeah. uh, go ahead. And I think it's good where, you know, there are also platforms that do allow them to speak, but then what they can say is limited. Right. Um, but then there are other platforms where they're given free reign to speak. You know, they'll ask them, you know, those deep or like serious questions, not as a setup, not like trying to get them to stumble, but just as a genuine question, allowing them to speak. And I think that the Breakfast Club uh, is one of those places where, you yeah. know, they're, they're sometimes they're a little ratchet or a hot mess or whatever. But when they have people like uh, Kirk Franklin or, you know, a pastor or um, I forgot the one of the pastor's names and stuff. Yeah, or, John or Gray has John been Gray, there. Carl Lentz yes. has been there. Um, T.D. Jakes has yeah, even been Jakes there. Also, so I, yeah. I like the level of respect that they yeah. have. Um, and I think it's good for people to see, uh, you know, our community represented like this. Yeah. Um, just this week, Erica Campbell was on The Breakfast Club. She's from Mary Mary. And she was promoting um, her new book that she has. It's titled uh, More Than Pretty. Um, it says it's doing the soul work to uncover your true beauty. So she spoke a lot about self-esteem and insecurities and different things like that. But of course, you know, being on The Breakfast Club, they ask her uh, um, a lot about just, uh, you know, different topics from, you know, forgiveness and you know prayer they asked her you know i'm sure there are people that god you know puts their prayers in the spam folder you know and you know she gave an excellent answer when it came to that Mm -hmm. and um she spoke about her book and all those different things but one of the things that really stuck out to me in this interview was um when they asked her about uh the four r's and she explains the four r's being um a moment in her life when she asked god to reveal 
remove, repair, and replace. Yeah. And I thought these four R's were super interesting because um, she was describing that she was in a place in her life where she was about to release some music and her team um, was, it's a very crucial thing to have a good team when you're about to release a project or something yes. like that. And she said two weeks before releasing her music project, um, she lost three crucial people from her staff and her mm -hmm. team. And she remembered at that moment that she had prayed to God and asked God prior to all of this to reveal, you know, who shouldn't be on there, yeah. who shouldn't be on the team and reveal those hidden things that maybe she's missing. She asked God to remove them. Yes. If he had to mm -hmm. ask God to repair the relationship with those people, if it was possible. Mm hmm. And she asked God to replace them with mm -hmm. people that would be on her team that God wanted on her team. Yeah. And two weeks later, right, a few weeks later, right before releasing her project, she loses most of the people on her team. Mm. So in just looking at these four R's, reveal, remove, repair, and replace, I think this is an awesome prayer and yes. something that we should be asking God for. But also, um, we need to be ready when mm -hmm. we say something like this, because I believe that obviously these words have power, but God will do these things. Yes. And it's almost like if you ask God, God, reveal anybody that's on my side or on my team or in my circle that shouldn't be there and remove them. Yeah. Like, are you willing to let them go, to let them go? Yeah. And are you going to like what God is going to reveal? Yeah, that's so true. it's almost like having that willing attitude to say, okay, God, I understand there are people around me. Um, I don't know if, you know, they should be around me. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that, God. And when you ask them to reveal and to remove, God will do that, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that it's also a tool that we can use for self-reflection. You know, there may be something where, I don't know, maybe you're quick to anger or you get frustrated quickly or you feel like the world is against you. I don't know. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it's the people. But other times, it's actually you. Yeah. So there's times where you have to ask God, God, reveal in me what it is that I'm doing that's wrong. Whether it's a bad habit, whether it's holding on to an emotion or a thought, an idea I shouldn't be going on, uh, shouldn't be having. Remove it from me. Yeah. Repair the empty space that is left when you remove that, but now replace it with something that I know that is yours. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a prayer that we can all benefit from um, because a lot of times when we uh, hear these ideas, it's always about the people around us. You know, oh, well, you know, they're seasons. You know, sometimes people are your friends for a season and sometimes they're not. But there's also things in us that we need to be able to analyze and to be like, man, that's a really bad habit I have. You know, either I jump too quick to conclusions or when someone is speaking to me, I don't listen. I just want to like talk and give an advice or whatever it is and be like, OK, that's something I need to change. God help me change it. You know, I think it's a very important tool to have for yourself as well. Yeah. One of the things that I really liked was not only asking God to reveal the people. Right. And to remove them, but to repair the relationship. Yeah. And I think that's super important because sometimes we get caught up in, I don't want them in my life no more. Mm -hmm. You know, they did this, they did that. They hurt me. I'm done. Um, I don't want to see them. And we lose out on moments where God wants to show you that he is able to heal and mm -hmm. able to restore. And doesn't mean, you know, you're going to be buddy, buddy again and, and have that trust and confidence again, you know, but you'll be able to be in the same room as that person. You'll be able to, yes. you know, be around that person and not feel bitterness and resentment and not yes. feel anger and all those negative emotions that shouldn't be there. So if we're going to ask God to reveal and remove people, we should be asking him 
repair that relationship and however that looks like that may not be that we're going to go out to eat again that we're going to be best buds (laughs) and i'm going to share my deepest darkest secrets and emotions with but it may mean that one day they will need prayer and they will need advice and they may remember you for whatever reason and they may contact you you know it may be that you're going to end up in the same room Mm -hmm. it may be that you know god does something in their life god does something in your life and you end up on the same platform one day sharing and how will your response be? What will your response be if that was never repaired mm-hmm. and repaired the and right you know, way? And, and that's very important. And I remember, and I was actually sharing this um, this testimony, this experience I had with a friend of mine where uh, many, many years ago, I had a, a big falling out with someone that was supposed to be uh, a leader of mine. Um, and it was just, it was just really bad. I was angry and disappointed and all this other stuff to the point that you know i couldn't even see them during the service like immediately i saw them or if they were taking a part or if they were that it was that their their day to preach or something like that the whole time i was just criticizing and grumbling and just losing you know losing my salvation over this whole situation and i remember asking god like lord i need you like i understand that it won't we'll no longer be friends to that level and that's fine but lord help me get over these emotions and these feelings because it's not healthy and it's not the right thing to have as well and i remember this one day uh they were starting a service and they asked everyone to open the bibles to a scripture a scripture i've read four billion times i haven't memorized but that day first corinthians chapter 13 hit me like it never hit me before and it's all about love and the minute it started to go into all the things that love is not, it was like for every, it was like God healed every single thing, like every hurt, every anger, every anything that I had ever said that person. God was like, it's through this. I'm a heal. I'm a heal that in you through the through His Word, and it did. And to this day, I see the person, and they're not my cup of tea. They're not my friend or anything like that. But I can be in the same room with them. And not, you know, my my blood pressure rise or like start yeah. steaming all over again, you know, and it is possible. And I think that it is important that you have those conversations with the Lord and you tell God, you know, God, you know, I need you to help me. You know, I understand that people grow apart and I know that sometimes relationships for whoever's fault it was, you know, break. But help me get over the feelings and the emotions that get to a place of peace. And it's funny because I went through uh, a similar situation with a few people. And um, it's funny because I always look at it as, you know, after the fact. Mm -hmm. When I see that person or when I see these people, what do I feel? Yeah. So when I look at them, you know, whether it's at the store and Mm -hmm. I see them, am I like trying to dodge them? Mm -hmm. You know, if I see them at another church... You know, am I trying to avoid them? Am I trying not to, you know, bump into them? If they happen to be speaking or preaching or ministering at some point, what do I, am I like turn, tuning off, t- tuning them off because yeah. of what we've been through? And um, it's funny because I've experienced that and I've also experienced kind of, like you said, surrendering that and realizing, yeah. God, you need to help me, you know, work through this to the point where you can look at someone or I can look at someone and completely to a certain extent, forget mm-hmm. that we had a falling we out had, or that yeah. we had an issue, mm-hmm. you know, because that's not at the forefront. And um, I think when you can get to that point where you look at this person or the, these group of people or whatever it is in your life and you could say like, man, 
like a while ago. Like yeah. we, we had a problem and an issue and look at how far we've come mm-hmm. where I look at you and I'm not even, I don't even remember that. Yeah. The hurt isn't there anymore. I don't get angry when I see you. Mm-hmm. I don't get emotional when I see you. And I think those are, like you said, signs of growth, signs of peace in your life. And um, it's, you know, evidence of praying these four R's for God to reveal, remove, repair, and replace. replace. Yeah. And you have to trust that uh, the people he replaces, you know, um, with you with or the people that um, or the new doors and opportunities that God brings as a result of what he's replacing. You know, when it comes from the Lord, it's even better, even stronger, um, even greater. The opportunities are are aligned to his will so this whole thing this whole process requires trust so before you pray these four r's just make sure that you're ready for god to really uh move Mm -hmm. and start shifting things around because it'll be uncomfortable but again if you know you want to see that breakthrough you want to see these things in your life you have to trust him and you know erica campbell kind of went on to say that was the album that won her her grammy Mm -hmm. her first solo grammy that was the album that was number one for 13 weeks and all of that things that she couldn't have done on her own Mm -hmm. or with the team that she had and i think something that you said that hits the nail on the head is you have to be ready to move because we'll make prayers like this and expect for god to remove the people, but it's sometimes God removes yeah. you. God switches you out of the scenario. He takes you somewhere else, and then now you're fighting. It reminds me of the people of Israel when they were taken out of Egypt, and they were on this journey, and they were so upset because they couldn't get to there, to the promised land, that they were wanting to go back to Egypt. He's like, but this is what you wanted. You wanted me to remove. You wanted me to replace. But now you're like, oh, man, I really wish I was back. So yeah. you have to be it's, you know, sometimes we make these prayers and these declarations, whether it is in our and when we're speaking to God or through song and worship, that sometimes do you even realize the weight of what you're asking for? Yeah. Because sometimes we ask these things and then once God starts to do his thing, we're like, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. You got to slow down. Like, I didn't really mean replace them. I really mean, you know. Switch it up a little bit when it right. is like, no, but that's not what you wanted. And that's not what you need. You need a new change of scenery. So get yeah. ready. You're going to get be, you're going to be moved to somewhere else. Yeah. So this was definitely an awesome interview. It's on YouTube. If you look it up on The Breakfast Club, Erica Campbell's on there. And like we said, when um, people are in this platform, it's always great to support, to, yeah. to listen, to watch. But one of the things I loved watching is at the end of the interview, they ask her to close out the interview in prayer. And um, it's great when people recognize, mm-hmm. you know, and recognize who you are and who walks with you and who you represent, where, you know, they're, they're able to ask for prayer. Mm-hmm. And it's also great for the individual that's there that's, you know, going to do the prayer and representing God to be strategic and to be wise and discerning in how they pray and what yeah. they do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she prayed over them. Mm-hmm. She prayed success over them. Mm-hmm. She prayed that God would reveal himself to them mm-hmm. even more each and every day. You know, she didn't take advantage of the opportunity to say, Lord, and help them not, you know, cover these types of stories or cause this <laughs> mess. And yeah. Lord, you know, she wasn't, messy she wasn't about being it. shady. Yeah. She wasn't, you know what I'm saying? She was given an opportunity to represent God. Yeah. And I think that she really did that. Um, you know, so again, if we're ever in these moments or in these, mm-hmm. you know, avenues and venues to present Jesus and re and represent him in this way we need to take full advantage of it and make sure that we're representing him the right way yeah and i think it's important uh because it's more you know i think the word strategy to some people can come out with a negative connotation of being like conniving i think it's more about um being understanding 
you know, because in a situation like that, you know, or in any situation, maybe you're, you're speaking with someone and they're sharing something with you and then you pray with them, you know, pray specific to what that is. And obviously if God leads you to speak about other stuff, do it, but don't take that opportunity to now speak about other stuff that you may know that they're doing for you to then, Oh Lord also help them with that bad habit that they have is like, that is not the moment for that, for that, you know? And I think that that is something that is very important in all aspects of our walk to be sympathetic, to be understanding, to be wise. And you know, the truth is also be strategic. You know, you have to be strategic, understand the people you're speaking with, understand, you know, their way of language, their lingo, what, you know, what, what would be something that, how can you present to God to them in a way that they will receive it? That's the key. Yeah. So again, just making sure you're representing God. At the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. I feel like when you're in these moments, who you are really comes out. Yeah. You know, and it's almost like um, I was talking to my students today. I uh, teach at a Christian school, so these conversations are kind of open and whatever. Um, we're reading uh, something in literature, uh, Puritan literature, which is uh, literature from way back where um, they did not express their emotions. They did not express their feelings. They believed that everything that they would write or uh, in their music and art form was all heavenly minded. Um, mm-hmm. They believed that everything here on earth, material possessions and all these things were evil and that it should not be expressed in their literature. Um, so we spoke about the dangers of that and all and and that uh, in not expressing um, that humanness that mm-hmm. we have where, you know, we can't be so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. That's a yeah. quote that many people say where, you know, we have to be able to uh, reach people and we have to be able to meet people where they are and be relatable yeah. and be able to carry conversations with someone that may not um, have that relationship with God. They may never have read the Bible, don't know the Bible, don't understand the Bible. Are you able to meet them where they are? Mm-hmm. Are you able to talk with them in a conversation where they leave there saying like, man, like that they represent Christ and they're a Christian, but they felt so real and down to earth. And those are kind of the phrases that people say when, you know, they are impacted or they feel something, you know, they'll be like, man, they're so cool. They're so down to earth. They're so real. And all of those feelings really mean, you know, I felt something when they spoke, yeah. you know, God ministered to me yeah. and they just don't know those right words and how to say it. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really important to be able, you know, um, to represent God and know how to represent him where you go. Because the way you represent him may look different where you are. Yeah. You know, I think it's true. Um, Something that we speak about a lot here, um, whether it is about um, our gospel, a Christian artist or, you know, famous celebrities (laughs) uh, or whatever it is, uh, we do tend to, to, to speak a lot about certain things that are happening um, on their lives, especially when it has to do anything with Christ or Christian or spirituality. Yeah. Um, recently, Demi Lovato uh, posted a series of pictures on her Instagram page about her trip uh, to Israel. Um, and in the post, it says uh, the following. I'm an American singer. I was raised Christian and have Jewish ancestors. When I was offered an amazing opportunity to visit this place I'd read about in the Bible growing up, I said yes. There is something absolutely magical about Israel. I've never felt such a sense of spirituality or connection to God, something I've been missing for a few years now. Spirituality is so important to me. To be baptized in the Jordan River, the same place Jesus was baptized, I've never felt more renewed in my life. This trip has been so important for my well-being, my heart, 
and my soul. I'm grateful for the memories made and the opportunity to be able to fill the God-sized hole in my heart. Thank you for having me, Israel. So she shares her experience with going to Israel, uh, visiting all of these famous places uh, in Israel, and her experience with taking and making the decision to get baptized. And, you know, we've seen a lot of celebrities come out and be more open about their spirituality, about their relationship with God. You know, we've spoken, you know, Chris Pratt, you know, did the 30 day Daniel fast and, you know, he would go on his Instagram story and speak about this. You know, we've spoken about Justin Bieber. We've spoken about the Kanye's and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think that, well, the question really is, you know, what do we think about this? You know, is this good? Is it bad? Does it really not matter? Um, you know, because we are seeing more and more of this occurrence of famous people opening up about their faith. Yeah. I love what she says when she ends it. She says, uh, I'm grateful for the memories made and the opportunity to be able to fill the God-sized yeah. hole in my heart because everybody has that God-sized hole. Yes. And I, whether you're famous, not famous, non-Christian, Christian, everyone has a God-sized void or hole in their heart. And the question is, what are you filling it with? Mm -hmm. So when you look at, you know, these celebrities or these people, sometimes, um, you know, we know they have that God-sized void and that hole. And it may seem like they're filling it with the wrong things at times. And um, it's great that she recognizes I have this God-sized hole in my heart. I yeah. have this emptiness that, you know, when something is God-sized, it means God is the only one that can fill and mm -hmm. complete that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, by making that statement, you know, it's a powerful statement because I believe that is why these celebrities and these artists continue to go back to God, mm -hmm. you know, whether it is in their music, whether it is in their art form, whether it is going to Israel, getting baptized, going back to church, yeah. you know, uh, on a holiday or something like that, or, you know, going back to their choir, something like that. I believe this is why, because that God sized hole, as much as you try to fill it with different things, God is the only one that fits there. Yes. And God is not just a moment. God is not just a Sunday service. God mm -hmm. is not just a baptism. God is every day of your life. Yes. And I believe that if you're not searching, if you're not seeking, if you're not living your life in that way, a beautiful moment in a baptism, a wonderful Sunday service won't be enough mm -hmm. to fill that hole. And I believe that this is why a lot of times we see these people have these great moments and then go back to like living their life and lifestyles and different things like that. Um, and see, there's really no results. Yeah. Or there's nothing that we can see happening. I mean, and I think we see that type of behavior in our churches. You know, we always have those one or two members who, you know, they pop up in church. They're there for a short period of time or they come on a Sunday and, you know, God really speaks to them and they pour their heart out and they cry and they do all this other stuff um, and then they disappear for a period of time. And then they're back again with the crying and the Jesus and the yeah. forgive me. And then they disappear uh, once again. Um, and I feel that the issue is that where we f where people feel that that God sized hole that they have in their heart is a cork like i got it i put it in mm. it's enough no it's like I, I look at it as a um uh what's that uh the clock with the sand um an hourglass an hourglass where you fill it in but you got to continuously fill it because if not it's gonna run empty 
and then now you have this void that you're trying to fill with whatever it could be substance abuse it could be relationships it could be work it could just be depression it could be anything yeah you know and that's where the issue is where we and and this is where i always you know i try not to be judgmental and i try not to uh pass judgment on people especially you know these celebrities because my question always winds up being like okay you did like that's cute it's a cute photo opportunity but how is the rest of your life reflecting this decision you know what i mean like and yeah. i and i'm and i'm one of those people that i understand that um it doesn't always look a certain way like i'm not expecting her to look a specific way oh if she doesn't look this way or she doesn't behave this specific way that's it she's not christ-like or whatever um you know because there's there's different there's different rules for different people and that may be a controversial topic within itself yeah um but my opinion is that there is different rules for different people mm -hmm. uh but once your heart is in the right place and you're doing the right thing and you're seeking god wholeheartedly and all this other stuff then i feel like that speaks for itself so are they doing that are they you know whether it is the celebrities or the people in your church and when they don't do it's evident when they're not because then they go back into their 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 bad behaviors or they go back into the things or they disappear for a hot minute and stuff and it's evident that okay you got your quick fix but then you didn't follow through with it yeah um i think it's you know a lot of the things that you said is very true and i think um i i once heard uh rules without relationship equals rebellion Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea that um, oftentimes people may look at these things, whether it's a celebrity or someone, you know, that it's a list of rules and that's really all it is. Um, and sometimes we're guilty of uh, looking at someone like Demi and yeah. saying, like, she's not following the rules. Yes. Right. Like, you know, the way we think it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I believe that sometimes God doesn't really operate with the rules and operates more with the relationship. Yeah. And because of the relationship. Um, you know, it's more in turn, like I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to do mm -hmm. what, um, I know is required of me, not mm -hmm. because it's a rule, but because I have this relationship that I'm committed to. Yes. Right. Um, where I feel like sometimes, uh, we can be guilty of passing those judgments and passing yes. those things because someone else's journey doesn't look like our journey. Mm -hmm. Now I completely agree that, um, you know, like you said, cute photo op, nice mm -hmm. moment wow like this was great you cried that's awesome but one thing i heard that i'll never forget it was in an altar call where everyone was crying in the front and everybody was bawling and going in you know that moment where you're going in in the front it's you know they're singing como dijiste or they're singing a song like that and you're hysterical <laughs> and the preacher stops everything and says um you know i just want you guys to remember it's not about the tears that you shed here, mm. but how much you sweat when you're out there. Mm. So it's more like this is a great moment yeah. and this is really good what's happening here. But are you putting in the work when you leave here? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not sweating and you're not putting in work when you leave here, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, a lot of times you want to live in these beautiful moments with God mm -hmm. instead of carrying that lifestyle mm -hmm. with us. And, you know, this is a question and conundrum that I kind of ask myself when it comes to these people and these celebrities, because, you know, they have a lifestyle, they have a certain way of living, and it doesn't necessarily line up with what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, you know, uh, all the time align with what God says in his word or what God wants or what God expects from what we know. 
And it's almost like, but then they do things like this and post, you know, you know, beautiful moments and captions like this, where it's just like, you know, I grew up in church and God is this and I have this God size hole. And I just want to thank God for this connection. And, you know, we have the Kanye doing his thing and, you know, we have uh, Justin Bieber, you know, going to church and leading worship, but then, you know, cursing somebody out on <laughs> social media and, and, you know, and different things where the lifestyle is just not there. Yeah. Right. But, but in turn, you know, that's why I say I try not to pass judgment. Yeah. Because in reality, whose lifestyle is really there? Right. Because on an outward appearance and what you show to the public, it may look like you got your stuff together. But in, in behind closed doors, in your mind, in your alone time, are you really exhibiting that Christ-like behavior? Because there's a lot of people that, that they're faking the funk. They look like it. They look like they're the perfect example of what it is supposed to be. But in reality, they are a worse mess than a, right. a Kanye or a who or that or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's important for us not to pass the judgment. Yeah. yeah. I even look at examples where these artists are on tour and doing yeah. what they do and how they start everything with the prayer. Prayer, oh, dedicating yeah. everything to God. Mm -hmm. It sounds twisted and like contradictory, you know, but at the same time, it's like, do we do that when we have moments and things that we're in charge of? Mm -hmm. Are we dedicating our work to the Lord? Mm -hmm. Are your we work taking meeting? A, are yeah. you like, oh, let's start this work with, meeting, a, prayer, with a prayer, <laughs> you know, or like right before you go to minister? Is yeah. it like, let me get let's get ourselves right, because this is about God, not about us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, are you doing yep. that? Yep. You yep. know, so it's like, OK, it's it's this very I, I think it's a very um, intricate conversation. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's just uh, one solution and one answer. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think everyone's journey is differently. Mm -hmm. And whether certain people are doing it because it's trendy to be Christian and trendy, mm -hmm. you know, to wear a sweatshirt that says Holy Spirit on it, whether it's trendy to, you know, go to church on Sunday, whatever it is. You know what? I pray that in those moments when you're trying to be trendy, you can be transformed. Yeah. You know, in those moments when you're trying to fit in or trying to do something because someone else is doing it mm -hmm. or trying to get, you know, whatever you want, you know, may you be transformed, truly transformed in the process. Yeah. And I believe that God can do that with all of these people. You know, I'm wondering if someone looking at this picture of Demi, you know, and reading her caption and seeing all this looks into baptism or looks into, you know, these things and what it means. You know, we really don't know, mm -hmm. you know, what um, these you know, uh, artists and what they do, what the effects that it truly has on people. You know, what I take away from situations like the Demi situation, um, like I look at her picture at the moment, it's almost at 3 million likes at the moment. Right. And she has uh, around seven, almost 75 million followers. So I look at this as opportunities where it is evident that there is a God and that there is a need for God, whether, you know, they follow through with it in the future and all this other stuff or whatever. So I think that as a church, what this should do is not motivate us to criticize and motivate us to be like, tu viste a Kanye con el otro cosa otra vez or whatever. Like, no, right. what it should do is motivate us to work harder because there yeah. is a need. If you, if there are, you know, two million people being like, wow, that's awesome. That's good. You know, that, that she went on a spiritual journey and that she recognized that, you know, I have that whole, that's God-sized God God hole in my heart too or whatever. Yeah. So maybe you need to do an event next month called God-sized hole. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, yeah, there's things about what's going on, whether it is on social media or in the news and stuff like that, that churches need to be um, astuto. I don't know how you say that in English. Um, like, uh, like savvy or like, you know, jump on it real quick. Like if this is what's happening, all right, let's take this approach to do it as well. And it's not the, oh, ahora yo me voy a convertir como el mundo. You know, I'm trying to be like the world. No, it's being aware of what's happening in your community and the social networks and stuff like that and be like, all right, we need to go down this avenue and try as well. Because there is, for me, it is very evident that there are people out there that do not go to churches, that aren't going to any other churches or anything like that, but feel the same way that she felt, which is there is a void that I've been trying to fill with all these other stuff. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's God, but how do I get there? Now you create an opportunity for them to be at a place where that God-sized uh, hole can be filled. Yeah, and that's what my approach when it comes to these things. It's like, you know what, Justin Bieber wanting to sing worship and doing that, you may not agree with him leading worship at a church, mm-hmm. right? You may not agree with that, him being up on a platform in that way, um, but you don't know what happened as a result of that yeah. and who was touched and who was ministered to and who, you know, at the end of the day, God's word doesn't come back void. Yeah, God yeah. will do something, you know, uh, is that necessarily an excuse at all times? No, mm-hmm. you know, just because God's word doesn't come back void, I'm going to live my life reckless and then come here <laughs> and do my thing. Cause God's yeah. word, you know, but again, um, when you know, and you know, what's expected and you know, God and have encountered him, have felt his presence, know who he is, have, you know, you, you've encountered and experienced him for real. You know, what's up Yeah, and you know, what's expected of you and you know, what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, recently Lecrae posted a picture because he was also um, in Israel and traveling. I believe he was in um, Palestine as well. Yes. And uh, he posted a picture with him and uh, another rapper called Propaganda and another rapper called Derek Minor. And I loved what the caption he wrote because he put backstory and he said, I've known Derek Minor for years. He's like a brother to me, except I really... W- I wasn't really great at being a brother to him. I let him down more than a few times. I wasn't operating from a healthy place and damaged our relationship. Time goes by where we didn't talk much, but he goes to Israel and Palestine and comes back and reaches out to me. I'm a little shocked. He's like, listen, after what I've seen over there, bro, God is too big to hold on to our past issues. He offers to take me with him the next time he goes at no cost. Fast forward now, I'm over here in Israel and Palestine blown away as God restores my relationship with my brother. I'm praying for restoration in the Middle East and everywhere. And for you, whoever you are reading this, God is a restorer. God is your restorer. And I thought that was amazing. The fact that this man goes there, you know, has certain issues or, you know, trouble with Lecrae is ministered at this moment. Mm -hmm. And we see change where it's like he hits him up and says, we need to talk after what I've seen over there. The next time I go, you're coming with me. Mm -hmm. You know, now Lecrae goes with him and obviously they're working on restoring their friendship and this relationship. And he makes it synonymous to the restoration of the Middle East and Mm -hmm. what God is doing and what God does in our lives. Mm -hmm. What I liked about this was the fact that they had a moment, you know, but there was action. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just a great trip to Israel. It was like, no, this was a great trip to Israel. Now I need to go back and fix what needs to be fixed. Yeah. And I think when there's evidence like this, when there's fruits to the things that we do and, um, you know, the world is really able to see, um, 
I think that's when things are different and that God-sized hole is filled the mm-hmm. right way and not filled or trying to be filled with temporary solutions. Yeah, you know, we spoke about earlier um, Eric Campbell's four R's, and one of the R's was repair. And, you know, sometimes we're expecting God to do the like i just want to wake up tomorrow and oh lord thank you you repair that in me but there's times where that repair part takes work takes action from you you need to go and repair their relationship if they invite you to repair the relationship you need to be like okay it's true when it is from god you need to be like you know what it is true i should give that an opportunity to at least have the conversation and clear the air and all the other stuff and be willing to do that as well. You know, we serve a God who is all powerful. We serve a God who does miracles and there are things that he works on in our behalf in the background, but there's other things where it's like, Papito, I get, you know, you got to do that. Like that's on you. Like I'm here with you and I'm gonna give you the strength to do it, but you have to repair that or you have to do a B C or D. Um, so, you know, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Hopefully, um, if there's anything that you walk away from today, maybe it's the four R's, uh, to reveal, remove, repair, and to replace you know, be a active person in your church, in your community. Um, look at what's happening and, you know, take the good from it and run with it. And in all things, just make sure that you are a shining light no matter where you go. Yes. And be sure to follow us on all our social media. You can like us on Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast as well. Or send us an email, godlifeculture at gmail.com. Subscribe to our podcast. Make sure you share our podcast and continue to tune in. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button because uh, we'll be releasing um, at different times. So make sure that you are just tuned in to what's happening. Yeah, so thank you once again for tuning into the God Life Culture podcast. That's God God Life Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.